0: Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. I am your host, Alex Newman, senior editor at the New American Magazine. Hugely significant subject today, guys. They want to take down an incredibly important monument. They want to erase our history. And we have a wonderful expert with us today to discuss. Her name is Anne McLean. She actually has a doctorate degree in the very things that we're going to be talking about art and architectural history. Uh, She is with an organization called Defend Arlington. Uh, they are working to protect Moses Ezekiel's reconciliation monument from 1914 in the Arlington Cemetery. She's going to give us the background on that. She's also with the Virginia Council, w- wonderful organization in Virginia, working to preserve liberty, heritage, and reason. Uh, she's the daughter of a physician. She's got a bachelor's degree in English literature. Like I said, a PhD in art and architectural history. She's a mother. She's got lots of daughters. She's also the founder of a wonderful... Christian School, the Hunter Classical Christian School, uh, great great school is named after uh, her father, Doctor James G. Hunter. It's a K through eight program, and uh, she led that for ten years. Shows the faculty, the curricula, and all the rest of it. She's got a wonderful background. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I think a lot of people will not be familiar with this monument, and they won't be familiar with the controversy. Um, give us a little background before we dig into the details.
1: Well, thank you, Alex, and it is a pleasure and honor to be with you. Um, I have been a fan of yours for many years, and yes, we have trouble up here in Arlington in our premier military cemetery. Um, This is just, you know, being a resident of Richmond, we've seen monuments come down. It's iconoclasm, and, um, you know, we really need to understand that this monument was about healing the nation in 1912 when it was dedicated um it was started by william mckinley who was a union soldier and after the spanish american war uh when many southern soldiers actually you know we put put aside this bloody conflict from 1861 to 65 and you know began fighting as one nation against a threat um Many of the people, and especially you know William McKinley and others, realized we need to heal these uh, these wounds. And so, just like Memorial Bridge that stretches from Virginia to the Lincoln Monument, this monument um, is is super important in our nation's history, and it is threatened by our very own Department of Defense.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful monument. We can actually for those of uh, the for those of folks out there who are watching us, they can actually see a picture of it there
1: right on back.
0: your screen. Yep, beautiful monument and um and as you pointed out, every president since William McKinley has gone and laid a wreath there. Even Obama did that the first year of his presidency and now they want to take it down. Um why do they want to take it down and why do you think that is such a bad idea? And
1: Well, first of all, we don't destroy uh history primary sources and i believe what this new religion we seem to have uh in america wokeism however you want to call it cultural marxism seems to be very at odds with the judeo-christian worldview and i can just talk forever on that but we in america we build monuments we don't remove them and this this monument is not even on the tour of arlington if you went i can show you a map it is off in section sixteen, um, which is up here. It's not even on the trolley uh, normal tour. It has it's surrounded by Confederate soldiers, um, and it was you know as it, as we said it was a, a reconciliation, a time of healing. But they really object to, I believe, the revisionist historians really don't like. Uh, part of the drum, which Moses Ezekiel was a very fine artist. He was a pre de Rome winner in um, in Berlin. He had a, a beautiful studio in Rome that um, Ulysses Grant actually visited with his wife. If people can put aside the just the four years and seven hundred thousand, roughly, you know, dead and and heal, what is so strange about this is they don't like having. A Negro soldier with the white soldiers all fighting. There's an idea of Black Confederates in the U.S. is just anathema to this one narrative that is being pushed out. And you can't examine history anymore and bring up uh, other sides of it. In Marxism, you find out that there's it's like Orwell's just um, newspeak. There's only one way we're going to tell the story, South bad, North good end of story this has to come down
0: yep and and one of the organizations as I understand you shared a little bit with me before we started that started putting out the propaganda on this was I call it the Soviet Poverty Law Center they prefer to be called the Southern Poverty Law Center actually I did uh, an intelligence report on this uh, operation some years ago that went out to every police chief and sheriff in the country uh radical left-wing extremist group uh frequently has associated with communist terrorists people like bill ayers who of course bombed the pentagon bombed the state department bombed uh, the capitol building Uh, murdered police officers, and then blew up the funerals of those police officers. That's the kind of people that the SPLC uh, praises and associates with. Meanwhile, they call a practicing Muslim one of the top anti-Muslim extremists. They called a friend of mine who happens to be a full-blooded Cherokee Indian, married to a full-blooded Indian, Director of Senator Sacagawea. She's apparently the leader of the anti-Indian movement. Uh, I mean, it's just a totally discredited hate group. Uh, Most recently, they called Moms for Liberty. Uh, They put them on the hate map because apparently loving your children and not wanting them sexualized uh, is is hateful somehow? So this is the group that started putting out the propaganda. Um, why are people taking this seriously, Anne? And 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 you know what is the truth about this? Is this a white supremacist monument, like the haters no. wants to think?
1: Uh, no, it is not at all. It's got um, a figure of the South, uh, very large at the top. She's bowing in submission. It's th- this is where the whole lost cause myth they like to say. And I I spent two years. I wrote my doctoral dissertation on unveiling the lost cause uh, monuments to Confederate memory in Richmond, Virginia, and vicinity. So it took in all of the, just the years right after the war and burying the dead and having to commemorate them. And the South really had no means. They didn't have two nickels to rub together. Very, uh, Just to get back to being productive, to sowing the fields, being able to eat, um, they didn't have extra money now there lots of monuments went up in the north once the cessation of of hostilities took place so what's very odd is they they seem to ignore the fact that there are many you know grand army plaza lots of the sculptural program in the you know in the gilded age was huge but the south was about 20 years behind because they needed to you know bury their dead that a lot of the action happened in Virginia and in the South. And the SPLC published a graph that tri- that linked erroneously. this is this is a lie. It really is that that it these monuments correspond with Jim Crow because of Jim Crow. And it was more we had to honor. The South had to honor, you know, felt they needed to honor their fathers, their grandfathers, their brothers, their uncles, their sons that died. But there's been this, um, like you say, hate speech that's happened, and many people who haven't taken the time to read primary sources and really un, you know, uncover. I went in it like a scientist. I said, I, I don't know. I want to really understand this fully, and what I found was that the Lost Cause was a a religious movement. There were ministers involved. John B. Gordon was a general. He, you know, they went around, there were camp meetings, people trying to process the great number of deaths and how to bury these became a big issue. And this, uh, General Meg started planting Yankee soldiers in Arlington in, in Mrs. Lee's Rose Garden. The Lee family lived at Arlington. This was Robert E. Lee's home. The, the whole uh, cemetery and well, his home was right there. It was a plantation and it was immediately occupied by the Northern forces. And um, when there were just lots of group graves and things like that for the South, but they were, uh, this began, became a very sacred ground, but no real um, attention to the Confederate dead was given by the, you know, the victors. And when the south really helped in fighting the spanish-american war mckinley and others uh really felt there needed to be uh healing and so we'll take better care of our confederate dead so then there was a great sort of um feeling of fraternity they use that word a lot uh the fraternity between both sides and so it is absolutely admirable how um They came together and what is so distressing about this cultural marxist moment that we're in there's no forgiveness there's no atonement to the marxists it is we are just going to have to obliterate this take this enormous bronze down arrogantly uh they say it can't even be there and i um i i don't understand that because the sculptor is actually buried uh moses ezekiel this is his headstone and it just, it, I have a visceral reaction to desecrating a grave. I mean, Proverbs twenty two twenty eight 28 says, remove not the ancient landmark. And you see how even Isaiah 2, 4 is written on this, which is, uh, you know, we'll beat our swords into plowshares, our spears into pruning hooks. And that phrase is used by the very same people in charlottesville that want to melt down the robert e lee statue and the jackson and there's a whole group down there uh swords to ploughshares and it's as though they pluck a biblical verse out they don't under, they don't read i don't think they read the bible i don't think they understand it and so they they want to sound virtuous but it's really global communism that that that's sort of they're saying nation Uh, I guess, and he shall judge all the nations and shall rebuke them. They don't want any local love for for the state of North Carolina or any of the states. They really have to divorce us from uh, the local land in order to accomplish their global goal, in my opinion.
0: Yep, no, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, we're going to go to break real quick. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about Moses Ezekiel, a fascinating individual, the first uh, Jewish cadet from the Virginia Mil- Military Institute, uh, just a, a great American in so many ways. Uh, and then we'll talk about what folks can do about this. And of course, also some of the other monuments that have been taken down in Richmond and around there. Uh, so, folks, stay with us. We're going to be right back after this quick message.
1: Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. And I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because New American Magazine represents a alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Reading New American Magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people. Visit thenewamerican.com today. Use the promo code NEWMAN to get $10 off the price of a print subscription.
0: Welcome back to Conversations That Matter. I am your host, Alex Neiman. Our guest today is Anne McLean, who has a PhD in architectural history and art. We're talking about the war against a beautiful monument that stands in Arlington, uh, the monument for reconciliation between the North and the South, uh, made by... incredible Jewish individual with a a fascinating history. His name was Moses Ezekiel. Uh, The radical left, the communists, the Marxists, the race mongers want to take this beautiful monument down. And tell us a little bit about Moses Ezekiel. Who was he?
1: Well, he was born in Richmond. He was a Virginian. um, And he he attended, his father was a shopkeeper. He he attended uh, VMI, Moses Ezekiel did. He was one of the, the first Jewish cadet at the Virginia Military Institute. So he um, actually was called out into the, the fray, into the actual battlefield on at the Battle of Newmarket in 1864. And his roommate was Thomas uh, Garland Jefferson, who was the um, great nephew of Thomas Jefferson. And there were 10 young men that were killed that day fighting uh, in the Shenandoah Valley, campaign against against the North, and I just want everyone to understand, you might've thought, uh, who knows what you were taught in high school about the Civil War, but I encourage everyone to read, 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 and dig into the matter. There was an inv- invasion, uh, you know, the, the Southern position was that each of the states was a country, and I won't get into that now because I know we want to talk about Ezekiel, but the boundary of Virginia was invaded we were allowed to secede. So there was much about this struggle that was not about the South hating Black people. It was more going back to the Constitution of 1787 and Lee's father, in other words, lots of the Revolutionary War heroes remembered um, or were part of, you know, breaking off from England and each state was its own country. So we have a problem with defining what the United States was. Um, So Virginia was its own country. That's why Lee said that they seceded when Lincoln called up 75,000 troops to um, fight against South Carolina's secession. And anyway, so the boys at VMI are called out into New Market, and uh, Moses Ezekiel's roommate dies in the struggle. And um, he was actually, uh, Moses Ezekiel was a commander in the, a sergeant in that struggle. And He had artistic talent, and later, I guess, right as he was graduating, he meets Lee, Robert E. Lee, and his wife. They were riding horses in Lexington. Lee encourages him to use his artistic talents. And so, and he thought Moses Ezekiel had contemplated becoming a doctor. He'd taken a lot of anatomy courses at uh, VCU, and he'd also studied in Cincinnati. So he he decides to do that, and he goes to Europe, and he he studies in Berlin, and he then opens this incredible studio in Rome, and he wins the Prix de Rome. He does uh, Virginia mourning her dead, which you can see on the campus of VMI right now. He did the Thomas Jefferson statue in front of the rotunda, which is iconic. There are actually two copies of those of that particular statue, and he um, he did uh, the. Statute to Religious Freedom, which is in Philadelphia, and so all of these. I think it's so interesting how he, his work actually dovetails with uh, Jefferson's principles in the Declaration of Independence and his connection with that family. I think it's very interesting to see how Moses Ezekiel's uh, talents were used, and then his magnum opus is this particular monument and you see it's got the 14 shields one for every state so this whole idea of states rights was very important to the the war between the states and it's got 32 amazing figures it takes years to learn how to render a a form and so you've got beautiful folds of fabric it's it's a magnificent piece of art the palms the action it draws the viewer around the drum it's to me, it's every family that experiences war. It, it's got so much human emotion there. There's a baby, there's a father, a uh, mother, there's a minister and his wife handing off a gun to their son to go fight, like onward Christian soldiers. And it's about the trauma that combat is and 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 what it does to a community. And yet at the same time, it honors the fight and what they did, and and yet it's still submissive to the victors. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's a fascinating monument, and I think very few Americans today even know about this, so I'm glad we have the opportunity to have this discussion. Of course, over the last few years, we have seen uh, communist Marxist revolutionaries ripping down statues all across the country, including uh, right there in Richmond, Virginia. I was fortunate enough to, to pass through Richmond with my family in 2019, right before the, the madness began, and we got to see some of those beautiful statues including uh, the statue of robert e lee which uh, you know they want to melt down they've already removed a beautiful beautiful statue of course uh, for the folks out there who were brainwashed uh, robert e lee was actually a, a great man and uh, Um, Actually, uh, Lincoln offered him command of the Northern armies, which, of course, he could not take because he was from Virginia and he wasn't going to wage war against his own people in his own homeland. Uh, And we're down to just a few minutes left. I know you guys have been communicating with uh, people in Congress. You've been hearing things from members of Congress about kind of what's going on behind the scenes there. But uh, what are some things that people can do uh, to, to try to stop this desecration of this grave, the destruction of this beautiful monument to reconciliation? What can Americans do to try to put the brakes on this?
1: Call your congressperson, especially members of the House Armed Services Committee. The National Defense Authorization Bill is being uh, marked up right now. And what's really tragic is they've earmarked, actually in 2020 or 2022, they earmarked $2 million to remove this, and it shouldn't be removed. So if you call this number, which you can hopefully see 202-224-3121, and you ask for either your home congressperson uh, and tell them about this, that this, our, our defense budget should not go to tearing down monuments. Americans build monuments. We do not remove them. There. This is like a primary source document. And uh, Mike Rogers is the head of the House Armed Services Committee. So you could call him and his... Um, His chief of staff, Chris Brinson, at 202-225-3261. That would be helpful. The second in charge of that committee is uh, Representative Rob Whitman from Virginia. And um, it would be great to call him. You could go by your congressperson's home office and make your voice known. And if you know of any military generals or or people that have served veterans please get them involved because we have this is a rubicon we cannot be tearing down statues within our cemeteries then if this i could just see the day where um christian iconography is on the line and people come into your cemetery if they suddenly don't like a cross or don't like an angel or any of the Christian iconography. So this just should not happen, especially because it's our premier cemetery. It's an important work of art. It will be damaged. It's unmitigatable. If you, if you move it, it will never be the same. There's no need. It's like CRT or cancel culture to take this away. And uh, it sets a terrible precedent for the Judeo-Christian world that we, our nation came from.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, th- I want to thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you for picking up this fight. Uh, the website's defendarlington.org and also the org. Thanks again for joining us, and Thank you so thank much you. for helping to lead this battle. We sure appreciate it and hopefully we'll catch up with you soon with some better news. It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you.
0: Alrighty, folks, that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Alex Newman, for The New American Magazine. Until next time, God bless you all.